guys have done wrong this week to have to listen to me this morning, but I promise I'll give you time to repent so y'all have to listen to me next next week. We'll have a small altar call then. Uh, as you notice, everybody's been talking about how swanky I look. You know, I got my coat on. So it may not be may not be a great message, but at least I look like I know what I'm doing up here. That was the, that was the goal this morning, to at least look like I knew what I was doing. So as most of you know, Pastor spent this past week Church of God General Assembly, and, and from the posts uh, that I saw, first off, I was probably the only licensed Church of God minister not there, because I saw all, everybody that I knew uh, from, from, from my decades in the Church of God uh, posting about it and how awesome it was, and that the services, there were some real moves of God. Uh, I saw congratulations to uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of friends and their appointments, uh, a lot of my parents' friends and their appointments to state boards and, and stuff like that. So congratulations to all of our leaders. Uh, we don't take those things lightly, right? There's a, there's a reason we have a hierarchy in the church of God. And, and, and we believe that those leaders are called by God to lead us as the church of God. So congratulations to all of them. Um, uh, you know, we, we look forward to the future of the church. Um, and I'm thankful to you guys. I'm thankful that pastor has an opportunity. How many knows that pastor pours in and pours in and pours in that pastor needs to be refilled right pastor gives up time with his family so i'm glad he had time to travel with his family and his kids were able to go with him pastor pours out messages that he feels like the lord has given him for us but sometimes people need to speak into his life prophesy into his life right and because a vessel that's continuously pouring out will eventually run dry right so he needs to be refilled as well so we're sow into our pastor that wants to sow into the church to allow it to function uh, while he's out, right? If, if pastor's out and the church is unable to function, then either he's doing something wrong or we're doing something wrong, right? So I'm glad that we were able to sow into that and he was able to go. Uh, as I was preparing for my message this week, I've, I've known about this for a long time and I, I warred back and forth and uh, ran through some of my other sermons that I, I get a lot of I get a lot of time in the youth group to speak so I went back through some of those notes, but I, I get very few times to speak here in big church, right? As we called it, big church. So pastor gets to take the book of Luke and spend 30 weeks on it, right? So I don't, I don't have that kind of time. So, but I thoroughly enjoyed his, his, his the gospel of Luke and, and, to, and to view the gospel and, and, and view it in light of what the good news means to us, right? That's what we've been talking about. Everything we do should be should be centered around the gospel. So these past time, this past uh, few months that we've been able to spend on the gospel of Luke has been wonderful because we focused on the gospel of Jesus Christ. But I only have I only have this morning. Okay. So as I was going through my notes, I also had the opportunity to actually go through some of my grandfather's notes. My grandfather was a Church of God pastor uh, and, and and state overseer, and uh, before he passed away. For, 
watching to listen to him. And the Pharisees and scribes were complaining, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable, what man among you who has a hundred sheep and loses one of them does not leave the 99 in the open field, go after the lost one until he finds it. When he has found it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and coming home, he rejoices. He calls his friends and neighbors together saying to them, rejoice with me because I have found my lost sheep. I tell you in the same way, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over the 99 righteous people who do not need repentance. Verse eight, or, or what woman who has 10 silver coins, if she loses one, does not light a lamp, sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it. When she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together saying, rejoice with me because I have found the silver coin I lost. I tell you the same way, there is joy in the presence of God's angels over one sinner who repents. Verse 11, he also said a man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, father, give me my share of the estate. I have coming to me. So he distributed the assets to them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered together all he had and traveled to a distant country where he squandered his estate in foolish living. After he had spent everything and severe famine struck the country and he had nothing. Then he went to work for one of the citizens in the, of the, that country who sent him into the fields to feed the pigs. He longed to eat his field from the pods that the pigs were eating, but none of them would give him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired workers have more than enough food? And here I am dying of hunger. I'll get up, go to my father, say to him, father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired workers. So he got up, went to his father. But while the son was still a long way off, his father saw him and he was filled with compassion. He ran threw his arms around his neck and kissed him. The son said to his father, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father told his servants, Quick, bring, the be bring out the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Then bring the fattened calf and slaughtered it. And let's celebrate with a feast because this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Now his older son was in the field. As he came near to the house, he heard music and dancing. He, so he summoned one of the servants, questioned these things men your brother is here he told him and your father has slaughtered the fattened calf because he uh, because he is him back safe and sound then he became angry and didn't want to go so his father came out pleading to him but he replied to his father look I have been slaving for many years and I have never disobeyed your orders you never gave me a goat so that I could celebrate with my friends but when this son of yours came who has devoured your assets with prostitutes you slaughtered the fattened calf for him son he said to him you are always with me and everything I have is yours but we had to celebrate and rejoice because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again he was lost and is found dear father God please as I begin to share what I believe you placed on my heart this morning God I, I pray that every word that I say goes forth with your spirit God, I pray that the scripture stands out to us, God, and that we let the scripture speak to us. We let your word speak to us and not me, so that not I can boast, but that we boast only in you. We thank you so much for your scripture. In your name we pray. So these parables are, are among super well-known parables. Everybody's heard the parable of the prodigal son. As a matter of fact, even people who don't necessarily believe in the Bible use the parable of the, 
heard sermons consistently talking about how God runs, you know, there's the, uh, 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 there's songs about leaving the 99, right? That we're the one lost sheep, that God cares about his lost sheep. So the question is, we, we, we see what God puts value in. We see that every single soul has value to God, but the question is, what do we find value in? Do we value these souls the way that God values the souls? A few weeks ago, we watched a video. Who was here on the Wednesday night? We watched the video with Jackie Hill Perry. Very few of you guys. That's cool. But I, I, I urge you to look up videos by this young lady, Jackie Hill Perry. I say young. She's, she's probably a little bit older than I am. But Jackie Hill Perry has such a powerful testimony. It's an amazing testimony. I suggest reading her books. I suggest looking up any videos that you can. But one thing that stood out to me in this particular video that really just hit me so hard is that she was talking about when she would go with friends around people who were believers, there were certain ways that people would react to her. They would react with disgust, right? They would try to... uh, But the one way that stood out to me the most is that they acted with indifference. They didn't treat her with disgust. They didn't try to win her to, to Jesus. They would just kind of act like she wasn't there. They did not care about this young woman and the state of life that she was in. And she talked about how she viewed that and she thought that if God cared so much about her, then how come God's people can view her in the state that she was in and not care about the state that she was living in? If God really cared, then why doesn't his people care? to head 
match your Legos against gold, your Legos would be worth more than the gold was. Because there is an entire community of, of adult Lego fans out there that put value in these Legos, which makes them a safe investment. talks about seeing 
it's praise. We, we've heard about the, 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 the angels singing praise to God, us singing praise to God, that we'll join in with the angels' choirs, right? The investments that we're making is to fill the halls of heaven with the souls that God's created. We want to, we want to invest in people so that they spend an, enti- an eternity learning about the God that's created them. Saturday. 
questions that we're going to have when we get there, right? But as we read those things, I begin to read it in a different light when I, when I look at what, what grace and mercy means. What I see when I see the streets of gold is not that heaven is lavish, it's that those things are worthless. Gold is worthless. We're going to walk on it because it has zero value in light of eternity. And so when we store up treasures in heaven, what we're not doing is we're not storing up gold and riches so that when we get there, I'll have the biggest mansion, I'll have the coolest horses, and hey, maybe even the Lord will give me a dinosaur. I used to pray for that when I was a kid. I even had one picked out, and I was like, I'm going to have one with a saddle on it, I'm going to ride it everywhere. Because these are, these are, you know, these are kids' dreams. And who knows? I'm praying that it happens, because I would love an ankylosaurus with a, with a uh, yes, that's exactly the one I wanted. This, right? I mean, nobody could be that thing. It's armored up, and it's, it's sweet.
true good news that pastor's been talking about, that God has good for all of us, that Jesus came to die on the cross so, so that we could be made perfect in the eyes of the Lord, not because of what we do, but because of the blood of Christ. on the fact that they're, that, that they're sinful 
resting in the true good news of Jesus Christ. The fact that while we were all yet sinners, Christ died for us. Every dime, every second spent on the endeavor of winning lost souls is value beyond measure. And I know, I know this has been a, a, an, almost an extreme uh, return to, to basic, basic Christianity this morning, but, but the fact is, the fact is that our doors should be open to people who are hurting. Our doors should be open to the people that no one else wants to deal with. We should be willing to enter into a relationship with people that are going to be messy. Because God has called us to share the gospel. And the gospel is that we're all messy. None of us have it right. And so close to VBS, you know, when we sit, I mean, there were, there were a ton of kids here. And it was awesome. It was awesome. And it's not is not about whether those kids come back with their parents or not. The fact is the, the VBS is the fact that we were able to share Jesus. And if they never darken the door of our church again, guess what? We got to share Jesus. We got to lift Jesus high. We got to point out that Jesus his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And how much easier is his yoke if we all lift it together? If his yoke is easy to begin with easier is it if we all do it together that's the good news the good news is that Jesus died for us all of us and that we all get to do it together so that none of us have lack scripture says in, in Acts that, that they gathered together they all gave of themselves so that no one had lack again I know this this may seem super basic. It may seem just like super straight to the point that oh, we know we're, we're, we're supposed to win souls. But it's not just about the winning souls. It's not about a notch on your Bible belt. It is about having a heart for people, having a heart for our community, having a heart to see people lifted up, discipled. Ultimately, 
have such a desire to see you guys flourish, to see you guys thrive. And, uh, and again, we're glad that, that Pastor was able to have some time away. Um, uh, so, uh, but let's pray, and then, and then we can have a few extra minutes to mingle here uh, since it's should perish. 